Hi, and welcome to More Human, More Resources, the HR podcast for entrepreneurs. I'm Vicki Brown, your host and CEO of Vidomineo Enterprises. As a serial entrepreneur, I understand that having the right expert help has been critical to my success. That's why I'm dedicated to telling you, in plain language, what's going on in the world of HR that might impact your business and what you need to do about it with real actionable tips to help you master that list of must-dos and grow your leadership muscle. First things first, the information contained in this podcast is provided for general purposes only and is not to be considered legal advice. Your decision to adopt or not adopt any practice or procedure mentioned in this podcast is solely yours and we bear no responsibility for the outcome. We urge you to always consult legal counsel and other appropriate licensed professionals. And with that, let's get into the show. You're listening to Season 4, Episode 10. I avoid all that HR stuff. I don't have employees. I only use independent contractors. How many times have I heard that from an entrepreneur? Well, I'll tell you, more times than I can count. And each time, my heart shrinks a little bit because it makes me scared for them. Because you see, the chance that you can have a company without any employees, only contractors, and that those contractors actually qualify as independent contractors, well, it's a very tiny chance that's all true. So let's talk about the reasons that's the case. First, for someone to be an independent contractor, they have to meet the qualifications set out by a number of agencies and regulatory bodies. And those qualifications are in place to ensure that they're acting as independent businesses. Because essentially, that's what an independent contractor is, a separate business. Now, at the federal level, the Department of Labor has an opinion and a set of guidelines. And the IRS has an opinion and another set of guidelines. And then there are various states and their opinions and guidelines. And while your contractor may meet the guidelines of one or two, they may not meet the guidelines of the third. And if they miss the guidelines of any one of them, then they won't qualify as an independent contractor. Let's take a closer look at the state laws. Some use the common law test, and that's a set of IRS guidelines, and they measure how much control the employer has over the contractor. Other states have some version of an ABC test or even something else. As an example, let's take California. We have something called the Borreo test for specific occupations. But for most jobs, we adhere to an ABC test. Now, the A part of the test is focused on control. Is the person free from control and or direction? That means you don't manage them and you don't tell them how to do something. They are simply providing an end product for you, like a separate business would. I'll get back to the B in a second. Let's move on to the C part. Is the person engaged in an independently established trade, occupation, or business that's different from yours? Basically, that means, are they a separate business entity, and are they providing a product or service that's completely separate from what your business provides? And that brings us back full circle to the B qualification. I saved it for last because it's the most challenging part of the ABC test. With few exceptions, if the contractor is performing work that's critical to your business, for instance, you're a copywriting service and you take on a contractor to do copywriting, then 
they can't qualify as an independent contractor. That's the B in the ABC rule. Now, as you might guess, that knocks out a large block of independent contractors, because even if they do qualify as a contractor under parts A and C, it won't count because they have to meet all three qualifications, A, B, and C. Okay, so the next thing I hear all the time is, well, we both agree that he's an independent contractor. I want it and he wants it. And he signed an agreement stating that he's an independent contractor. So we're all set, right? Well, not quite. Because you see, you can't decide and he can't decide. Neither of you are the decider. The agency representative is the decider. And this isn't something that can be agreed away by both parties. So then I hear, well, okay, if I do get it wrong, what's the penalty? Well, at the time of this episode, the California Labor Code, section 226.8, by the way, provides for civil penalties of between $5,000 and $25,000 for each violation. So even if you have three misclassified people, well, you do the math. And in addition, the individual can decide to file a suit against you because they suffered losses connected to not being considered an employee. No overtime, no minimum wage, no workers' comp, no unemployment insurance, and on and on. Oh, and an extra added bonus. There are also tax penalties to think about because you didn't pay any payroll taxes on that person. And in fact, the feds might even require you to pay both the employer and employee part of things like social security, unemployment, and income taxes. That's right. I said income taxes. So all in all, it's a really good idea to think very carefully and maybe even consult with an HR expert or your labor attorney before assuming that person is an independent contractor. And remember, while they may really want to be labeled as an independent contractor, you've got to stand firm because all the downside is, well, it's all on your side. If you found this information helpful, please leave a review and tell a friend. Thanks for spending the time. Until next week, same time, same place. <laughs>